Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Tonight, we are joined in studio by Spider-Man. Spider-Man does whatever a spider can. The voice of Spider-Man from Marvel's Spider-Man on Disney XD, Robbie Damon. And we have some special, very exciting news about Iron Fist, don't we, Zia? Yes, we do. Marvel TV Weekly starts now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Well, if you're going to have the Spider-Man theme, you might as well go with the Ramones version, which Zia didn't even know existed until two weeks ago. So I'm happy to bring it to all of you. Welcome to Marvel TV Weekly. I am Christian Blatt, and as I just mentioned, joined by Zia... Land, hey Zia Landerson, <laughs> and Carrie Lane. What's up, everybody? Amy Cassandra Martinez on assignment, but uh, in her place, we have a very special guest, Robbie Damon, the oh, voice hello. of Spider. Oh, Whoa, that was a really abrupt. <laughs> yeah, what, what happened there? <laughs> I didn't say turn off the Ramones, but uh, Robbie Damon, the voice of Spider Man and Peter Parker, by the way, I think that's it's worth pointing Shh, out. Don't tell anyone. Okay, sorry. Uh, and you're on Twitter at Robbie Damon, D A Y M O N D. And the website, RobbieDamon.com. Now, we are going to talk a lot about Spidey, but we wanted to get through a couple of quick things to do with news. And you might have a little bit of insight on one of them. Uh, Anthony, the first thing I wanted to mention is I think we have a quick look, maybe a still, maybe a little bit of a clip. But uh, the Disney XD Black Panther animated series Ooh. is uh, something that's going to launch soon. Now, it's, I guess it's really just the Avengers series, but this year it's going to be all about Black Panther. Cool. So, not a not a bad decision. Now, uh, Robbie, can you confirm or deny the fact that perhaps a certain wall crawler will make an appearance in this season of the Black Panther TV series? Uh, I'm pretty sure I can confirm, considering uh, the VP of animation uh, <laughs> let that slip at Comic-Con. So, uh, <laughs> I don't think it's a secret. Uh, yeah. he's, he's the best and uh, the worst. He's like, should we tell it? And he'll ask everyone, should we tell it? And he'll just go, ah, I'm going to tell it, like right in the middle <laughs> it, of It uh, would be great if it was, should we tell everybody that Spider-Man's going to be... Oh, nuts. Yeah. So it's really Marvel's Avengers, but this season is called Black Panther's Quest, mm-hmm. and it'll start actually this month that's coming up. So act- wait, no, today is September. So Yeah. yeah. So it is there. September, yeah. Uh, so uh, that's great. Now, uh, we have a little bit that we can see, right, Anthony? And uh, do I have to talk over it, or I forget the rules on these uh, things? Just talk a little bit over it. Just talk it. a little bit over it. Yeah. All right. For the most part, yeah, we can let yeah, it ride. We can let it ride, but uh, so uh, that's exciting and I'm going to be honest that uh, I knew that there was a Marvel's Avengers series. Did not know that we were going to get a whole season of Black Panther so uh, I'm pretty excited to hear that. Uh, Zia, thoughts about uh, getting a, another animated series to uh, keep tabs on on Disney XD? Oh, I love it. It makes me feel like I'm a kid again, first of all which is amazing. All I need is cereal and I'm set. Uh, second, <laughs> second of all Wait, wait, important <laughs> question. Fruit Loops, Lucky Charms, what are we talking? Oh, like Golden Grams oh. or 
I mean, Honey Bunches of Oats huh? is kind of a healthy one, but what happened to you? Okay, what is that? so okay. I, I guess the good cereals don't make it to Hawaii. Is that what happened? I mean, oh. we got some good cereals Zing. there. <laughs> it's not a good kids <laughs> cereal unless stuff. it cuts the roof of your mouth. Yeah, that's exactly. how you know yeah. you're eating a sugary <laughs> piece of uh, wheat garbage. My dad was uh, a very healthy guy. You if guys. you're not bleeding at the end, <laughs> you haven't done it right. Mess it up. Oh, I was um, gonna say I'm all damn. I'm boring. I'm all Crispix, Wheaties. <laughs> well, yeah, oh, but we where all, the Cocoa Puffs at? Yeah, oh, now okay. you're talking. How about Cookie Crisp? What a great idea! It's like, oh, what's the worst thing we could possibly give kids in the morning? I know, little cookies. I but love yeah, that. Really? I mean, as a kid, sure. I thought they were so disappointing because you're expecting cookies, but they're not cookies. Like, okay. I wanted the cookies, mm. but... This is fair. fair and I was How like, are they what? not cookies? <laughs> they <laughs> Too look, small? They look exactly like Texture cookies. Wrong. Yeah, they just that's don't have... Matters. Have you never had a crispy cookie before? <laughs> I wanted little mini Famous Amos, Crisp you know? All right, well, that, that's easy enough. We'll get a bowl of Famous Amos, put some whole milk on it. Yeah. There. Hold on a second. I just wanted to clarify. This is an hour of just this, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. We're going to talk about... Uh, well, chat room's already chiming in. Ghost says pops. Did we ever... Sure. We're going to move We're gonna move to lunch in the next... About 15 minutes, and then we'll get to dinner to wrap it up. Yeah. One of my life goals is to buy one of those 10-pound bags of just the marshmallows from Lucky Charms. <laughs> I'm yeah. pretty sure I can afford it, but uh, I just gotta it's find the right commitment. time. Yeah, yeah the right splurge, time. Yes. Uh, Lucky Charms for the special. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, Black Panther, uh, Marvel Studios are making a big push to get it considered for Best Picture, despite the fact that all indications were the whole reason we're getting a new category at the Oscars, Best Popular Film, is because they felt like, oh, we should really uh, acknowledge Black Panther. But good for them that they're pushing for Best Picture. Uh, I don't know. It's one of the best pictures I saw this year, but uh, I don't get out of the house much because I have two kids. But uh, I don't know. I think uh, good for them that, you know, go for the brass ring. What, what do you think, Carrie? I think it's great, but though a category of, like, popular sounds kind of silly. Or maybe it should be more, you know... Is it? Not, it's cool. It's hip, man. Is it's it just to the younger crowd? Is it just so that possibly one day a Fast and Furious movie could win an Oscar? You think that that's what that category is for? I will or maybe best <laughs> box office or something like that. Like what actually got people to the theater to see it? What's know? the qualification that makes it a popular well, movie? They haven't yeah. announced that. That's uh, that's sort of the worst thing about that category. Is you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I think it's a bad idea. It sounds like a bad idea, and they're like, well, we don't have it fleshed out yet. So mm. let's 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 figure that out. But uh, best blockbuster. I yeah. think you're missing it. Like yeah. you've got alliteration. You know what a blockbuster is. It's simple. Best blockbuster. Yeah, I, I think mm, well, see, that would be a, that would be a great MTV movie. That's award. where it goes. Mm, I don't know. If that sounds right. Does uh, anybody care about the Oscars really, though, anymore? I, uh, the people who go bit. and uh, I think that might be it. I, I don't mean, know. It's yeah. less and less every year. Yeah. That, that's why they're they're adding this category to yeah. appease yeah. like Although audiences. That La La Land thing was pretty amazing when they announced yeah. the wrong movie. That they're was kind of great. That was kind of awesome. Great. But yeah, if only this my kind of comedy. Yeah. I love it. Uh, and uh, so we have a just a poster for The Gifted Season 2, if you can show that, uh, Anthony. And uh, for people who watched Season 1, and Carrie, I specifically wanted you to note the top row. And that second the figure, the, the villain there in the top, that that's Andy with the uh, with the Quicksilver hair. Um I don't know wow, how. When does his hair change? Yeah, I don't know. Our, our friend Michael Shirley actually sent this to me, and uh, we had a long back and forth about. Uh, apparently, that's what happens when you turn bad. You have a really bad hairstyle. Is this uh, a show? This is a. Yeah. This is like in the X Men universe on okay. Fox, and it was very Pick lightly in the X Men universe when it started. And okay. you're just like, how about some more superpowers? And then it, it finished strong. 
but um, we kind of talked a lot about when it started, how much we hated it on this show. Uh, well, not, not Carrie, but uh, another panelist. It, and it looks like the two leads are having a really passive-aggressive <laughs> argument. <laughs> they're they're like, no! It's she's like, you know... You're absolutely right. You've summarized their relationship. They're, they're a couple who have split up. Uh-huh. And she's because, pregnant with his baby. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So uh, sounds like a soap opera. Yeah, I think. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think Robbie just pretty much nailed the whole yes. second season. It looks so like everyone in that poster escaped from an L.L. Bean catalog. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was just a little multi-ethnic but, thrown in. But there. a mutant L.L. Yeah. Bean catalog. Yeah, that looks like it. Uh, and yeah, then, they were pushing it at Comic Con. They had a few. They had a giant building ban- uh, banner of them as well. Well, uh, we'll obviously have plenty of time to talk more about that in the yeah. month of September. Uh, and just a, a little you public... this month. Y- y- oh, I keep forgetting. Yeah. A little, uh, but speaking of the month of September, a little public service, tomorrow is Labor Day. So, if you like your digital comics and you like your Marvel comics, and if you're watching this show, you probably do, uh, it's buy one, get one free, whether it's on Comixology or Amazon or pretty much anywhere that you can digitally buy Marvel comics, buy one, get one free. So, go ahead and do that. Uh, and then I wanted to, uh, these would be the pictures of uh, the Hulk. Uh, just a, a quick uh, mention of the passing of a great Marvel artist named Marie Severin, who is one of those sort of like artist artists where she's like a favorite artist of a lot of the artists hmm. who are well known. Uh, Rob Liefeld, uh, who co-created Deadpool and Wildcats, a bunch of other stuff. He uh, posted uh, some of these pictures. Yeah, there's his actual tweet. And uh, it's just sort of this great classic style. And uh, she handled, she helped a lot of artists with the uh, submissions. Uh, one of my favorite Spider-Man artists is a man named Ron Friends. And uh, he uh, had some very nice things to say about her. So anyway, I just uh, wanted to uh, mention uh, Rest in Peace because, you know, you're Steve Ditko's and a lot of those people get a lot of attention. And I uh, just wanted to share some of our art, some of her artwork. And uh, at the end of the show, we have our big uh, Iron Fist announcement, Zia. Uh, but the reminder, of course, Iron Fist, this Friday... On Netflix, the whole second Whoa, season. already? Yeah. That's right. Oh, my God. And yeah. don't let me forget our special announcement. I'm very excited to talk to Robbie, and I'm probably going to forget. I will not. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> you, you also have notes, but we'll see. Uh, anyway, so, uh, Robbie, I wanted to give you a chance to talk a little bit about your background with Spider-Man. Maybe some of, like, your earliest memories of, like, when you s- first saw him or read him, and you're just like, oh, I really like this character. Sure. Uh, well, I... Um, He's my favorite superhero, uh, and I remember when I, I moved when I was a, a little kid. I moved when I was um, pre-middle pre school, uh, late elementary school, and um, I didn't have any friends, and it was a whole new town, and I started uh, trading uh, those Marvel trading cards, like when Topps was overproducing any kind of trading card they could in the 90s. That was like my gateway into like sort of making friends. And if you would collect nine of them and they would make a whole panel in your in your book. And I just gravitated towards Spider-Man. And then I re- started reading comics. So I actually discovered comics through those trading cards. It's kind of amazing because yeah. uh, our, our aforementioned friend, Michael, who used to be on this panel but uh, moved to Memphis, that's exactly how he started reading comic books was with those cards because his dad would buy them for him and he loved putting he brought, he brought, do you remember, Carrie? He brought in binders of them. Mm-hmm. Here on the I show. still have I had them. the cards, and I'm like, yeah, I think I have mine I don't too. have them in a binder. Oh, I have them in a shoebox. Oh, no, they're them. in the sleeves. <laughs> in the back, uh, on the back of them, they had stats and like yeah. little mini stories yes. of the characters, and I didn't know anything about them. When you're a kid and you get a little piece of the story, you want to know everything cool. about the story. Yeah. So, you know, on one end, you could say that that's magical, you know, for a little kid, and on another end, you could say that's really good marketing. It <laughs> worked. <laughs> yeah. It really worked. 
Uh, now, I, I believe, uh, Carrie and Zia, you both uh, sort of grew up watching Spider-Man, the animated series. I think we've talked about that on the, the show. 90s the, the 90s one. The 90s one, one. yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm a bit older, so for me it was Spider-Man and his amazing friends. I remember being about five and six watching that because I love that show. But it's sort of the same thing. You just you see this and it's like that show – and a little bit the Super Friends is what got me into reading comics. There's something about seeing Spider-Man on TV. And, you know, my son's three. So I'm just – I keep watching, you know, the the show that you're on, Marvel Spider-Man. I'm like, I still wonder if it's a little a little scary for him. But uh, I, I'm just like – I'm going to put him in front of it. And I'm just going to make him watch it. And Maybe just, just skip over the episodes with Venom. Oh, that's a, and then, <laughs> that's a great call. Because the other villains are not as scary, but Venom yeah. – Oh man, well, when I was a kid, what, he scared the crap out of me. One of the one Some of the things that thing. I love about the show is some of the offbeat villains that you see on it. There was a, a character, uh, the villain Spot, is somebody I never expected to see on the show. Yeah. Because when I was reading comics, he was introduced, and it was definitely like kind of a joke character, and yeah. he was treated that way on the show. But I was just like, I can't believe somebody animated him. I loved seeing him. Are there any any favorites that y- they have had on the show? Or is there anybody you're holding out hope like, man, I just hope one day we get mm. to see... Ooh, there are there are some characters that are about to happen in oh. the next few arcs that are, I'm really excited about. Like, um, the, the cool part about this is that um, the two uh, writers that are leading it, they, they were sort of just, since it's a Marvel property, they have carte blanche to pull for whatever they want. Right. So we've already done arcs in that universe, their own take on on common arcs, like um, all, all, all through the series. So I think some of my favorites, of course, everybody loves Venom. I, I, my favorite uh Spider-Man comic arc was uh, uh, Maximum Carnage, and I don't think there's... I'd love to see Carnage on the show. I don't know how they'd do it. It'd be tough. It'd be tough. But, like, um, yeah, there was some great stuff. Like, I love the classics. Like, of course you start with Vulture. Of course you start with Dr. Octopus. I mean, like, he's got one of the best rogues galleries in comics, period. Uh, So to have a lot of these characters come out, I'm still trying to remember who's, who's... because I'm doing them, and I have to remember who's aired and who hasn't. So I need to like shut my mouth. Right? About yeah, sometimes. exactly. You don't want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Well, but and, and the the great thing about Spider Man, of course, is when you you know like basically the Sinister Six are six of the best comic book villains of all time, and mm-hmm. some of whom have been on the show or in, in some uh, different incarnations. Uh, you know, you mentioned Maximum Carnage, and sort of what I love about the series like that are the fact that there were so many, like, it, it was one of those stories, like, a lot of times Spider-Man stories were self-contained, but this had so, you know, it had Captain America, uh, Cloak and Dagger, Iron Fist, you know, just all these other characters, and I like when Spidey branches out, because the Avengers would always be like, oh, we're just going to bring in some people and help us, and usually Spidey was stuck doing things by himself, so I sort of like that. We also have seen that on this show as well. You know, we saw uh, Ms. Marvel uh, earlier this season, and uh, I forget exactly what we saw uh, last season, but it's the same thing. We, I like when you get to borrow from the Marvel Universe. Well, I think when they did the Bring on the Bad Guys uh, arc, it was four or five episodes or something like that, uh, that that was classic Spidey for me because he's just kind of getting his butt kicked the whole yeah. time. Yeah, and, and, and that, that was what I loved about the first three or four episodes, or three or four comics in Maximum Carnage was that, you know, he's like, oh, somebody help this guy. Yeah. He's got all these forces, <laughs> and, and eventually does. I think like Black Cat comes in, yeah. and he gets some help from some other characters, and uh, that, that's one of the cool things I like about this show is that, that's why I, that's why I like Peter always as a character because he, he didn't always have the resources and uh, he was 
it was always just him, you know, and he was poor most of the time growing up, and he didn't really come into his own until, you know, way later in his 20s, you know, if you follow those arcs. So, you know, to see him sort of struggle as a kid, where, like, he loses the scholarship, he he gets the job and loses it, he can't keep anything. And I think that's kind of one of the cool parts about that character. So seeing him as Spider-Man getting his butt kicked, that's like... It's like classic Spider-Man for me. Yeah, um, exactly. Go ahead. I was going to say semi-rewind, but uh, you have permission from the chat. Hayward is like, spoilers, spill it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right? Of course. Well, if the chat says it's okay, Robbie, you know, there's really no problem. Chat. You know, yeah, it's, al- it's always funny because it takes, it takes people a little time to, like, grab onto a show. Like, first year, nobody yeah. cared. And now, like, I feel like people are starting to grab on. So I've gotten so many, like, tweets and private messages. You'd be like, what happens? Because they left, we left, we just left on a hiatus a couple weeks ago mm. on a big cliffhanger. Yeah. Now, so are you, you able to say when it comes back or is that being decided? Okay. I, I don't know. Okay. That, the okay. real answer is I don't, I don't know. know. That's not the PC answer. <laughs> we'll come back, I guess. Whatever that means. Otherwise, Mm. you know, spoiler for people that didn't watch it. Otherwise, uh, Doc Ock is going to live inside Peter's brain forever. So let's hope that the show comes back. <laughs> yeah, if, if you know, like, ah. if you know the arc that 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 they're hinting at, yeah. uh, let's just say if you're a comic book fan, you'll you'll be pretty happy with the next five. Yeah, and so. and it's interesting because uh, that that arc, the uh, Doc Ock as Spider Man, uh, just recently uh, resurfaced uh, in the current. They rebooted the Amazing Spider Man series, uh, mm-hmm. comic book series again, and uh, a uh, plagiarism allegation against our friend Peter Parker, uh, all because of that. So uh, mm-hmm. it's very interesting, actually. Um, anyway, uh, so one of the things, and I guess I read this in, a, in another interview you did, um, you were actually almost the voice of Spider-Man on the previous show. On right? Ultimate, yeah, yeah. Yeah, on Ultimate Spider-Man. Talk, talk about how you found that out. Uh, that was the one that Drake Bell did the voice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he did a great job, but yeah. you were, like, right there, right? Yeah, yeah, well, as Court, as Court put it, I was second, second runner-up. And uh, it was early, pretty early in my voiceover career. I want to say, like, uh, somewhere between 2009 and 11, 10, somewhere around there. I can't remember when they started production. But, like, I was in there with a bunch of heavy hitters in the voiceover world. It was it was Drake, me, Yuri Lowenthal, who's playing Spider-Man now in the new um, PS4 cam- game that's coming out, and then a handful of other people that I... Kn- when you when you do voiceover in this city, like if you do a certain thing and do it well, you know that you're competing against a handful of guys or a handful of girls. Right. And uh, and um, so I knew that I was up there, but I never knew that I was uh, second that choice close, yeah. until Court told me at Comic Con last year, and I was like, <laughs> oh, that's a great thing to find out. You know well, what I mean? At, <laughs> at least you found out now, having been cast as Spider Man. Yeah. You know, if it had something that you found out, you know, before that, sure. and you're like, oh, I never got to be Spider Man. Oh, but I was so close. Yeah. Backhand compliments. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> been nice back in 2010 you know yeah. but um but but things things happen for a reason for uh, sure either when you audition for either the series or when you're cast did you consciously try to avoid listening to earlier voice actors or did you seek out the way other people have done it to try and put your own spin what did you did you do homework one way or the other I right? didn't know that I was auditioning for Spider-Man oh okay yeah yeah oh. a lot of the times new shows and new video games are codenamed mm-hmm. and right. uh, this whole script was not only codenamed the script but all the character names were changed and I believe it was like uh, Dragonfly and I looked it up oh. and all I could find was like a, like a early 70s black exploitation female super superhero so I was like that doesn't sound right <laughs> so but you would have crushed it, I'm sure. Yeah, maybe. I was like, this must be something different. So, like, oh, this is a new property. But I had the thought in my head, like, oh, this feels a little Spider-Man, you know. But I, it was still not clear at all from the sides. I think some people had figured it out, but I hadn't. And yeah. um, it was actually really interesting because um, 
I had gotten the the, the call to right. I got I gotten the thing to read for it from home and uh, all codenamed. Named and then I got a call from my agent. They're like, "Hey, can you be at the studio at like five today? We had you in for something, but somebody dropped out. Can you be there?" And I was like, mm, "Yeah, I got a session this morning, but I'll go." So I was like, "I said, yeah, I'll make it." So I made it and then ended up. They they I was the last one of the day. They were all decided and then I pull the rug out from under somebody but uh yeah yeah and then yeah. that's that's somebody who will one day find out like oh you were this close yeah. To yeah. Oh, boy. yeah it's interesting because you know uh in putting the notes together it was sort of a reminder that there have been some really iconic voice actors who have put their spin on spider-man oh sure have, uh of course the best known one being neil patrick harris who did the mtv series sure but the 90s animated series christopher daniel barnes who was also prince eric in the little mermaid mm-hmm. and uh uh, the one that I grew up with, uh, Daniel Gilvezon, who was also the voice of Bumblebee on the original Transformers series. So it was like wow. a one-two punch. Like all week, my TV viewing was filled and with his voice. And Josh Keaton on Spectacular is definitely one of the biggest fan favorites of all time. He's and a great Spider-Man voice. Unless I'm mistaken, he's the voice of Norman Osborn on your show, right? Correct. Yeah, which, so- which was really like, for me, that's the Spider-Man that I knew the most. Uh, even though I was an adult when the, that, that show came out. And to have him in there, I was like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> And weird and cool, but um, but no, he's like the world's nicest guy. So, listen, there's there's been a there's always a Spider-Man cartoon on TV. Yeah. like I mean, they might be off for a couple. Nobody owns that role, you know what I mean? And we all do it and try to put our own spin on it. So, uh, meeting other people that have done the part is friggin' awesome. I mean, if you look on like any sort of source, like behind the voice actors or IMDb, there's a ton of people who have done it. So, um, it's it's an honor. Not a not a ton, but. That's when we need the Spider-Man episode where you all come together and everybody does all the different voices. Right, it's, it's like, like when the they Spider-Man when they have when yes. they have like the five Doctors on Doctor Who. Yeah. Oh you know? yeah, and then you have like the five Spideys. Well, that Spider-Man into the Multiverse movie yeah. seems to be you know a bunch of different. Uh, yeah, so there they go. They can take a page from that, and uh, that would actually be maybe once, maybe once I, um, it's my turn to get off the mask. Uh, we'll do like a web <laughs> video or something funny. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Um, do you approach dialogue for Peter completely different as you do for Spidey, or is it about the same? Or it's pretty different. I mean, I think it's somewhat different. Like when I used to, when I used to do the first, I would say ten episodes or so, I would I some, I would put on glasses when I did Peter, and then oh. take them off when I did Spider Man, and it was just my own little thing to like reset my brain to remember, like oh, you know, this is your this is your Clark Kent persona, mm. you know. And I eventually quit doing that, but um, but he's also written differently. So if you trust the script, then you just go with that. He's a little more insecure, a little more... Yeah, know. like Spidey, in in some ways, is this guy who's like, he, even though he shouldn't be, he's always like on top of the world and he's having so much fun, you know, the, the jokes and everything. And then as soon as that mask comes off, he's like, oh man, you know, Aunt May's in the hospital, I don't know how to pay the bills, I gotta sell my science equipment. These are all stories from the 60s, you know, it's just like, you know, and then on, on this show, it's like... Oh, I can't. I can't go to school, so I'm gonna have to sell videos of myself uh, to J. Jonah Jameson, who tells everyone I'm terrible. Well, I always get fired. Yeah, yeah right. I always liked it when Spidey. Uh, I always liked it when he was nerdier and and when he was out of the. I was never crazy about the Sunday afternoon cartoon or not not cartoons comics because I felt like he was too cool, like he was too Clark Kent, like he was too handsome, dashing, you know, whatever guy that he was, you know. And uh, and I felt the same way about some of some other Spider Man arcs. I won't say which which comics, but where you know he was just cool, kind of cool. I was like, it didn't feel right. That's why I like Big Time. That's why I liked a couple of other arcs where you see him and he's not really in the when element. when I was reading the comics was right when he uh, got engaged and married. 
married Mary Jane, so I have a soft spot for that. But that was a particularly cool Spidey, cool Peter, because he was married to a supermodel. They had a swanky apartment, and all of a sudden, it's like. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't really have to worry about anything. I'll just go ahead and be Spider Man. Maybe sell some pictures, and that was probably a big reason why uh, you know th- they're not married anymore. Because it was like, <laughs> oh yeah, it's just uh, it's it's everything's too good for him, you know. And I yeah. guess that's not what they really want. Um, what's uh, what are people saying in the chat? Karen? Yeah, we got a couple questions. <laughs> um, Megan Rick- Richard says, which storyline has surprised you the most so far in the show? Hmm. I would say the the fact that they went as far as they did with Spider Island to the point of killing off Norman. I didn't think for like a kids, uh, more of a Disney XD sort of family friendly Spider Man that they would go that far. That they'd actually off a character. I was pretty uh, I was pretty ex- excited about that. And then the the following scene that I got to have with with Harry is one of the f- most enjoyable like acting scenes I've ever done in a cartoon cartoon. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Ivan Soto says, "What has been your favorite Spidey quip?" Joke so far. <laughs> I, who knows? <laughs> yeah. There's so many per episode. Uh, What's the first one that comes to your mind? Oh, I, I think the hardest one was when I was early when I was fighting uh, the rhino at the dance party <laughs> because, like, he's throwing speakers. The tough part about it is, like, some other cartoons, Spider Man would just, like, cling onto a wall and be like, Quip, quip, quip. And then, ha, 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 and flip yeah. In this show, he's always making jokes while he's hitting. <laughs> so it's hard to hit a punchline while you're trying to literally hit a person. So, uh, yeah, I would say that's the toughest part of it. But I don't know if it was straight come to mind. Not quite yet. Did any, similar to the other one, any surprise you or make you really bust up laughing? Ooh, those are the ones that usually don't make the cuts. Um, because I'll try to do, like, a little improv, and they're sort of like, this is a kid's show. And they're like, dang it! <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, that was not quite a Y7 joke. It'll be on the adult bloopers? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Someday. <laughs> Your YouTube page. It's Disney. Not a chance. <laughs> not releasing any of that. Yeah. Is it is it hard for you? Or does it, is it like a... Not hard, but is it a process? Do you need to warm up between going into the voices as opposed to just talking regular? Or do you like find yourself falling into talking like Peter Parker or Spider-Man when you're not doing it? Or does it take some warm-up to get into it? No, this is sort of the, the natural timbre of my voice right about here. And Pete's way up here is he's got like a bright sort of tinny pop because he's 15. Right. But he's also like snappy and skinny and the voice that we chose for him. So it's tough because we record that show on Friday mornings and I work enough. And that's a tough time at 9 a.m. to roll up. So I usually wake up a little bit earlier Mm -hmm. and, like, uh, try to, like, get the blood flowing. And, you know, I think, you know, if I'm doing, like, a rough, tough video game thing, like, where, you know, you're down here, you can, like, have a (laughs) cup of coffee and roll into the studio and be fine. But not with that. So, yeah, I definitely warm up in a different way. When I go, when I drive into work, I'll I'll warm up my higher register. And definitely tell me if I'm wrong, but my understanding for voice acting is that is it just you by yourself or do you do anything with any of the... uh Full cast record. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most Western animation that you're going to find is going to be either the full cast or whoever's available at the time. We'll occasionally be missing a guest sure. star. Like with this show, there's a lot of like sort of stunt casting is not the right word, but a little bit where you might do with the scratch character who's there just filling in and then like they'll bring in like a Disney kid or one of the disenchanted kids to like fill, mm. fill in like a face actor, you know. So, so when uh, Stan Lee was a guest star, was he there while you were? Oh, or? yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. No, he recorded his stuff by himself, but like we met and hung out and oh, chatted cool. and took pictures and like uh, that was like first season. That was pretty bizarre because um, – you know, they, they they brought me in and uh, and they were like, hey, Stan, uh, you know, he's 
you know, he's got tons of handlers and all this stuff. He's like, yeah. this is Robbie. He's playing Spider-Man on the show. And he's like, oh, get in here, kid. And he's like, Come over here. <laughs> and he like shakes my hand and his hand is like a freaking, like a, just his fingers are nine inches long. Really? And he, he, his hands are huge and they're wow. bony and old and amazing. <laughs> and you think that these created all these beloved characters, this billion dollar thing out there. And then he's like, he's like, well, come here, let's do it. And he goes, uh, and he goes, well, get over here and let's uh, let's do this, kid. So he takes some pictures, and and the, and the photographer's like, well, get in there, go, get a little closer. He's like, ah, get over here, and he gives me a big hug, and we're taking pictures. I'm like, this is mind-blowingly bizarre. <laughs> so we finish, and we chat for a little bit, and it's time for me to leave. And he just goes, all right, kid, well, you get out there and you keep fighting crime. <laughs> and I was like, let's check that. I'm ready to kick the bucket right now. Yeah, it's pretty magical. He's an amazing. He's an amazing guy. Really, really sharp. Really with it. So funny. So so great. Yeah. Well, that surprises me that it's a mostly cast recording, though. So yeah. uh, I think uh, that that has to definitely. I don't know. I, I feel like you can get great readings and performances when it is you mm. know just somebody by themselves. But sure. I, I feel like when you have people to actually play off of that that has to be oh yeah oh yeah and and anime is by by yourself because right. that's adr and you're doing it and we do adr by ourselves on western shows uh video games are by yourself but most um script like when we're doing this we don't have any ref uh, you, if you're doing cartoon cartoons, you'll either just have a script and a full cast, or you'll have stri- a script and maybe um, maybe reference storyboards, maybe, and you'll just run through the storyboards and watch it, and then you'll go. But it's still like just like this. So if we're doing a four person scene, it would be the four of us. Hmm. And in the only difference from that and acting in any other scene, whether a player on TV, would be that we would take just a tiny bit between each other's lines. Just a hair. That's like a technique thing, so they have time to cut it up. Because if we're having an argument scene, if we were arguing naturally, we would be stepping over each other a little bit. You can't quite do that. But yeah, so for scenes, especially like with um, with me and Harry Osborne, my, my buddy Max Middleman, uh, those were like all that emotion, all that back and forth. That's that's just us doing a, doing a scene. So, what about when it's funny and you know make each other laugh, or can do you not look at them of you know looking at them? Well, and, just like we are right here, you have to stay on mic. So yeah. I've got a little more freedom here, but uh, I really can't look at you while mm. we're doing a scene. You're but are there any facing each other. Mm, we usually in a semicircle, much okay. like this. So I could, I could, we could make eye contact, but I've also got to read the script. Mm-hmm. So, so you're in the presence of other people, and you're hearing them live and, and working off of them. Mm. It's a really unique set of skills that's sort of just just for this just for voiceover yeah uh, just to sort of take a step a- aside from Spider-Man for a minute because you were talking about anime and mm-hmm. then obviously because the animation was done and the mouths move you know differently for another language is there an extra trick to try and make it work or is it is it all in charge of you know the, basically you know, the people who write the English language dialogue it's like on them to try and make it match the way the mouths move or do you guys watch it and try and uh, get it in there uh, talking about anime yeah an anime in particular. it's a combination of all of it if you've got a really good script adapter they don't make it depends on the price they don't make a ton of money and they're asked to produce a large volume it's a livable wage but it's hard work so you know if they're in a big rush your script might not be quite as good then it's going to be on you and the director to make little changes and whatever or you just slow down hit your marks hit the flaps differently it's really hard if i were to say like tell me a joke and you told me a joke okay okay now tell me that joke two seconds shorter in this rhythm blah, 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 <laughs> right. and still make it funny could you do it and it's hard it's it's a it's manipulating language in a way that's um only for anime so i think the thing is 
back in the day, people used to give anime a hard time because it was a, it could be a little bit stilted, and you you wouldn't always have the best actors in there, you know, doing it. But I think now there's sort of a new kind of renaissance where myself and a lot of people in the last ten years, especially, really want to make dubs good, like yeah. uh, and and sort of pull up the quality of them and that requires an incredibly unique skill set you can bring in you can bring in a a a a great actor and they'll just fall apart if you ask them to dub something you know or or not but it's it it takes some time yeah favorite anime you've done all time or top three top three uh i really did a show one called cabinary of the iron fortress is one of my favorites is the attack on titan people I did uh, Sailor Moon's one of my top ones, and then uh, Hunter Hunter is one of my favorites. Yeah. Now, obviously, the uh, you know Sailor Moon fan base very passionate. Sure. What's the difference between being a voice in Sailor Moon and interacting with fans of that show and being the voice of Spider Man? Is it about the same, or is it? Uh... Well, most well, what's is there a difference between a uh, a thirty year old woman and a five year old boy? Because <laughs> uh, uh, it's usually about how it is. Uh, no, the great thing about Sailor Moon is that it's generational. You have all of the original fans from the '90s, so people my age, and then you've also got um, brand new fans. And they've come in because of their parents or or because of Sailor Moon Crystal. And they like them both. So it's freaking awesome. Uh, Spider-Man is different. Spider-Man is more like I get a call from my buddy from college. And he goes, my kid loves your show. <laughs> and then I send him a signed toy. And I said, good. I'm glad your kid likes it. Or, you know, um, the craziest part about this show is the most I've heard uh, is that little girls really like it. Like, I've heard more my niece... My sister, my 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 daughter like this show way more than I have heard that about little boys. I mean, of course, all little boys love Spider Man. Sure, I'm, I really love that. I don't know if it's because it's more of a story driven show or or what assumptions you want to make because of that. But I really, I, I think that's awesome. Well, I think it doesn't hurt that you have you know a strong character like Gwen Stacy as yep. doing something that is not just damsel in distress. You know, it's mm-hmm. like oh, let me uh, be really smart here. You know, even though you know I'm not. Spider Gwen, you know, uh, normally, and then of course, um, Spider Girl, Spider Spider, spider Girl, girl is there. yeah, um, Ghost Spider, I think, is her new moniker in some of the shows. I think, isn't that right in the comics? Yeah, oh yeah, Gwen yeah. Stacy, yeah, yeah, Gwen, yeah, Spider yeah, Gwen, yeah, Spider Gwen is like never actually her name, but that's what everybody calls her because, right. and you know that it's a great cosplay more than anything, but. I think people love that character and it's great. So I th- that was one of the things that I was noticing. It's sort of like you have. Peter has these, you know, really smart friends. So it's like, oh, I, I, you don't have to call, you know, Mr. Fantastic. You don't have to call Tony Stark because he probably won't take your call. You know, you don't have to call <laughs> these guys because you're like, oh, no, no, we can, we can do the science part. Don't worry about that, you know. And I, I kind of like that, you know, science. Well, it, I was going to say something really corny, but like science is also sort of a hero in the story, and I think that mm-hmm. helps. Yeah. Maybe that's because it is, you know, a, a Y seven Disney XD show, and they wanted there to be that element. But uh, that was one of the things that I was noticing. It was like. You know, Miles Morales is actually, you know, able to do the science stuff. That was one of the things I wanted to mention because to me, I don't know of an instance where you have Peter and Miles both as Spider-Man at the same time. And I think that's sort of an interesting thing that they do on this Mm -hmm. show. 
Um, talk a little bit about that dynamic from sort of a, the storytelling of having two Spider-Men on the show. Well, I think that was the question from the beginning is, is, and I'm, I'm, I'm guessing on the parts of, I'm trying to get in the head of a, of, of an exec, but you know, the tough part was, is you've got Homecoming coming out, which is, you know, that's the root Spider-Man right now, but also this buzz about Miles and should the next show be a Miles show. So I think putting them together was a way of them feeling like, okay, well we can stay with that, but also have him present. So, you know, they created their whole new canon for this for this cartoon and and even though they pulled off classic arcs it's its own thing so i don't see any problem with that i mean we've got spider-verse we've got spider island we've got a lot of precedents for having multiple spider-men in at the same time so yeah and i've noticed just sort of the uh obviously uh if i'm on the show uh there might be some nerd tendencies i did notice in the credits that uh consulting producers dan slot who oh, yeah. wrote amazing spider-man for literally for 10 years the and he just finished uh, a couple months ago and so obviously a lot of these stories are you know from his era uh that he was writing so i think that that sort of helps get some of the you know some of the modern sensibility into this show but there's I, I, plenty of you know classic stories too that find their way. They in there. were pulling off of they were pulling off of big time quite a bit. You know when Pete goes and works at Horizon Labs and Max Modell and and that whole thing. But they wanted to find a way to young it up, and so they made it Horizon High, and yeah. then they had Midtown High. So I think that that was a a cool move on their part. And also they wanted the science thing to play in heavily to it. I think they. It personally, maybe they overplayed their hand a little bit in the first season, but they found that sweet spot in the second season where, you know, you're set up in this world and it's still the root thing, but it's not science, 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 science every episode. <laughs> so I think that um, I think the fans are, are digging on that a little bit better this season. Were there any episodes in particular that you were really excited to record because of a story arc or villains that you had to fight? Just ones that you were like, oh my god, yes. Totally. Uh, the, the Venom stuff this season was big. Uh, anything with JJ, the unmasking scene. Uh, I love all the Doc Ock stuff. Uh, I really think Scott Minville, who you know you probably know from Robin, Teen Titans Go and stuff, I think he does a really cool job with his, with his Ock, and there's a lot more really good stuff coming up in the in the in the next season yeah. <laughs> so uh i'm really excited about that and then um i really really enjoyed all the stuff with um with harry i think that all of that was, i think the harry peter relationship was the was the was the best part of of season one for my money yeah i think it drove things along any anytime i had a real scene with him that's that's the tough thing about episodic TV and in superhero shows is like how do you keep their interest episode to episode if it's ju- it, it, just monster of the week is tough and like went back to Sailor Moon I think they did a great job of it because it was monster of the week but there was a story you know they were trying to follow it through and the fact that we did a Spider Man show that had a twenty six episode full character arc between two characters that's pretty dope like that's what I would get excited about because I knew and I knew that going in so I knew that from episode one. Every scene that we laid a groundwork for, it was going to get a payoff by the end of the season. So I think that was the most what I was most excited about. Uh, so even though this show is Marvel TV Weekly, we do talk about the movies in here. Now, do you have a favorite on-camera actor who has portrayed Spidey so far? Uh, mm. I mean, Tom Holland is sort of the closest to, to your version. Sure. And he's definitely the closest to, like, Peter as we meet him initially, like Amazing Fantasy 15. Like, that first ever Spider-Man is very close to that. <sighs> I'm a Toby guy, man. I'm, I'm so glad to hear. You know, Amy, who's not here, does not like Toby Maguire. Oh, that per- say what you want about the other two. Yeah, uh, that first one, he's Peter for me. So, and I'm a, I'm also a, I'm biased because I'm a huge Sam Raimi fan. Sure. So, yeah. so like, 
Uh, yeah, so I, <laughs> Anthony, uh, Anthony in the voice. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so for me, he was uh, he was my favorite. Tom Holland's close second. Yeah, yeah and I uh, I think that uh, people are are a little harsh on the Andrew Garfield movies, but I I think every scene with him and Gwen Stacy, I'm just like, you know, he doesn't even have to put the suit on. I just liked watching the two of them together, you know, but, and I, I thought that worked. That was the best thing about those two movies. I thought he was a great Spider-Man. I just oh, thought really? he was too cool of a Peter Parker. Yeah. Well, I, that's true. He's definitely too cool. You're right. Yeah, and that's that whole too cool thing. Like, I think he could have played Peter out of out of high school and, like, out of college. I think that would have been that's better. That's what we were saying. Yeah. He feels like college graduate level which is some of the comics that's the cloak and dagger one i was reading where he's like i'm in grad school i'm like yes i would buy that absolutely yeah that's what i felt and he's a little more established and all of that yeah yeah yeah, definitely uh yeah i i there's things to like about uh all of them but uh so a a big vote for toby so uh we'll have to uh, talk (laughs) about that with amy um now we only have a a few minutes and one of the things we did want to talk about are sort of some of our favorite uh, supporting characters, and but uh, a few weeks ago we did our favorite Spidey villains. So I wanted to put you on the spot first, Robbie, <laughs> and uh, three that come to mind. And you know what? We won't hold you to it if all of a sudden you list three and you're like, oh wait, I forgot somebody. Top three Spider-Man yeah. villains. Uh, easy. Okay. Mysterio, Venom, Carnage. Done. Nice. Done. Too I, easy. I like how easy that was. Yeah, I I love the body horror aspect of Venom. Uh, I think that's something that like how I'm so ballsy to put that in comics to be like, here's a character that can just go up to you and drown you with his own body yeah. fluid. Like how messed up is that? And I remember one panel for one Venom panel where he's punching Carnage and he's just got this ball, like a bowling ball for a bicep. And I was just like, this guy's so cool. He's mean and he's tough and he's like, he speaks with the royal we and he's got that split personality. And I don't know, I just, I really liked him. And I just love Carnage because he's just unfettered evil and Mysterio because he's, he's got a fishbowl for a head. And he does, <laughs> we, he does we, magic. We, we, we were talking about, about that last week. Yeah. Because there's this idea, I guess, what, that Jake Gyllenhaal is going to be Mysterio. Yeah. And I'm like, they have to have the fishbowl head. Because if you don't do the fishbowl head, I'd be bummed out. Yeah, it was just like I think everyone would be bummed out. Yeah, it's like it's like in the X Men movies, Magneto has the helmet at least a little bit. Like you, you can't not show it. If you want to be able to see his face, some we get it, but you you have to put it on. Uh, Yeah, real. Real quick yeah. question. I know you didn't plan on me asking a question. That's all right. Uh, but I was wondering, uh, what's uh, Robbie? What's your take on the Venom movie coming up? Since he's one of your favorite mm. villains, I, 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 you know what? I get on people on the internet all the time about judging stuff before it comes out. Um, I'm the same <laughs> so way. So I, I, I am like going to yeah. hold my judgment. But if the I have had a lot of hope with the last few teasers and trailers. If they lean into the body, body horror, like when they're talking about he was just a, like when he's talking about biting that guy's arms and legs and yeah. head off yeah. and he was just a turd just floating around. And like when when he was talking about drowning the guy and all if they lean into it, it could be good. It could be. And I love uh, uh or Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy. Tom Hardy. So, yeah. He's just such a great... I've been on the Tom Hardy train since Bronson. Oh, so, yeah. like, if, if, if he does a great job, then it's going to be a great... And, and the Venom voice, for me, is dead nuts. I think yeah. it's perfect. I, right, and you have to make sure you get it right. Yep. And, the, you know, the fact that it's not connected to Spider-Man in any way is interesting, but I, 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 don't, I still think it looks cool, and I'm excited for it. And by the way, that comes out, like, next month, I think. I, do, yeah. I don't think there's any way it's not going to be connected to Spider-Man. You, you I, think that they're just telling us that so that we can be surprised when, that, like, Tom Holland walks through or something? I think they will hint at it 
so hard and they will find a way to make lawyer love and they will find a way to have it happen if well, the movie's good. The right. problem though is the rating because they want to do an R rating for Venom but Spider-Man's very PG-13 to be more yeah. family friendly and how does that convene? I've seen some pretty scary PG-13 True. movies lately. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Uh, quick question yeah. from the chat. Uh, so you have worked in video games, mm-hmm. and this kind of ties in. Stardrew says, did you like any particular Spider-Man video game? Oh, uh, ooh, yeah, yes. Uh, it was a tough one. Uh, it, gosh, it was the one where Spider-Man Noir came in, mm-hmm. Shattered shattered, shattered di- Dimensions. dimensions. Yeah. yeah, that was one of my favorites, absolutely. And also the licensed movie game where... Uh, where, uh, oh God, if Chins could kill, what's his name? Uh, Ash from Ash and Evil Dead. I'm dying here. He's one Bruce, of the Campbell. Oh, Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell yes. did the tutorial. Oh, that was where a... you swing around the training <laughs> oh, zone. That was Spider-Man 2. Yeah, yeah, Spider-Man 2. I love that. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was my favorite. It's, it's pretty good stuff. And uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite because I'm the voice of Spider-Man. Now, so. <laughs> so obviously. Uh, of course, yeah. of course. No bias there. Uh, yeah. Because we only have a few minutes, we'll sort of run through this. Robbie, you can think about this uh, because we already put you on the spot. We're just going to talk about some of our favorite supporting characters uh, in the Spider-Man universe. Uh, And I will go first, and then Zia, you'll be next. Uh, So, for me, uh, number one has to be Aunt May. Number two, J. Jonah Jameson. And my number three is sort of an odd choice uh, for some people, but it's a black cat because of at the time where I was reading the comics, they were actually, like, dating, and I was like, I really liked them together. And then Mary Jane came in and ruined everything. Mm. But, uh, you know, I I just really like uh, her with... uh, What I like most about her, she loves Spider-Man, can't stand Peter Parker. Just that mask comes off. She's like, put it back on. <laughs> uh, go ahead. See ya. Um, I have. I know that you like MJ, but I'm on the Gwen Stacy train. Sorry. Love Gwen Stacy too. I'm just. I'm always been Team MJ because of when I was reading comics. Really, but fair, uh, fair. yeah. And um, the her story is so dark and so yeah, tragic. Yeah. Yeah. So Which, I don't know why I like that stuff. Goodness. <laughs> so <laughs> um, Norman Osborn, obviously, mm-hmm. he plays a huge part in Spider Man's mm-hmm. entire life there, off with Gwen Stacy as well. We need to get to oh, some new stuff. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, J. Jonah Jameson. He's always J. Jonah Jameson is on is on most people's list. Yeah. 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 What do you have, Carrie? Um, I would definitely go with Black Cat as a top fave because she's right. just so fun. Uh, cartoons that really stood out to me. Um, and then J- yeah, Jameson just to see his feathers ruffled all the time is so <laughs> yes. entertaining. It's it's the the how flustered he can get. Um, I was like. Uh, no, I'm like, wait, no, I'm blanking. It's hard yeah, now. It's yeah, it's hard. Well, that's the thing. And uh, Amy, not here, but she had uh, Green Goblin, Gwen Stacy, and Vulture. She loves Vulture because, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, oh, like, Michael Keaton's so great. I was great. thinking them together, like yeah. buddies. Who's oh, that? I, I no, no, it could be anybody. It. She just, she picked, oh. she threw them in there. I was there. like, yeah, yeah, or like they interact more. Um, yeah. Yeah, Vulture was interesting. Well, all the different villains of all, are always, all the rotating ones. Cause yeah. Sure. Just entertaining to see how he. Can I slip them. one in here? Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Okay. It's it's kind of specific. It's it's Kingpin, but from the uh, animated series because yeah. I, I love like the the uh, the uh, the dichotomy of like having Spider Man thwart all the villains that he throws his way, you yeah. know. And then like they would cut back to like uh, the Kingpin in his building is like oh trying to scheme up the next plan <laughs> yes. and everything. I love that. I, I thought it was a great dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and by the way, in Marvel Comics right now. 
the mayor of New York City, Wilson Fisk, the kingpin. So just a little little mm-hmm. tidbit there. All right. Uh, so, Robbie, so supporting cast, who who do you think are the, the top three? I'm going to do a cheat answer. I'm going to do the whole Osborne family, okay. including uh, including Harry's son that gives him the evil look after because he, he knows that he killed those. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I am a huge Aunt May fan, uh, obviously, and uh, Flash Thompson. Love, love Flash, Flash Thompson. What a great redemption arc. And then also tragedy, you get your legs lopped off, and then you get to become Agent Venom. Yeah, uh, he's one of my faves. I love Flash. Yeah, he has he has sort of a great redeeming moment in Amazing Spider-Man 800, which was just a few months ago. Oh, and yeah? uh, he, allegedly, he is now departed Flash Thompson. But uh, yeah, we'll just, see. Just ask Jean Grey. She I just, died three times. I so. just remember panels of like I just remember a couple panels when I was a kid when he would be like, I want to go out there and fight the bad guys, but he has you know, nothing. He's just yeah. a dude. He's <laughs> yeah. just a dude. He's just a dude. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, Robbie, we really appreciate you uh, spending time with us of here. Course. It's uh, very exciting. And whenever the show comes back, we look forward to uh, welcoming it to our TVs and uh, me carefully selecting episodes for uh, my son to watch at three. And, uh, you know, I was thinking he watches DuckTales. It's the same network. So obviously yeah. it can't be it can't be too far off. Uh, all right. So we have our special announcement. Uh, Zia, do you want to tell people what's going on with Iron Fist? So... Iron Fist is coming out this Friday, September 7th. It's going to be out on Netflix. And guess who's going to be on the Iron Fist panel here at AfterBuzz TV? Us! Yeah! <laughs> and some other people to be determined. Yeah, we don't And know uh, we, will, we will tell you <laughs> next week what the... Uh, thank you! Thanks, we will sorry. tell you next week uh, when you can catch it. I think we're going to do bunches of episodes. We're not going to do 13 of them. Yeah. You know, So we'll probably watch four or five. And, uh, you know, look, we know people hate on Danny Rand from season one, but uh, we are Team Danny, and we're very excited. This season <laughs> does look really good. You know... Carrie, not a big season one fan, but you, you know, you feel from what you see for yeah, season the second two. Second season does look much better, and I think it's perfect. You're on the panel. <laughs> I would have been so upset if I wasn't. He I'm was like, too nice. I'm, I'm like, I'm, whole I'm the time. only, I'm the only one like, who likes him. How are they not going to put me on the panel? Yes. Uh, anyway, so uh, we will tell you more about that. But Robbie, thank you so much. Thanks and for if people me. want to uh, follow you on Twitter, it's at Robbie Damon, and your Instagram was something different. It was oh, what, Robbie. Um, Dangerous? Don't say that out loud. <laughs> oh, okay. Of course say that out but loud. But I love the picture of your daughter with the shirt that says my daddy is and it just has a Spider-Man face. Aww, so yeah. not a I lot really of people do. can actually have their kid wear that. That's so. true. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you so much. And you can follow me at Christian DMZ on Twitter and Instagram. And Zia, where do people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zia underscore land. It's XIA underscore land. And did you hear that? Twitter too. Yay! She's on Twitter now. I have one tweet, guys. Okay. Yay! Yay! <laughs> for another show. Yeah, that's true. It wasn't for this show. Thanks. Yeah. And uh, Carrie. Yes, uh, you can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K A R I D L A N E. And uh, at Amy Cassandra MTZ, since she wasn't here. And of course, at the booth, at Tony B. Tony underscore. Thanks Hey-o. so much, everybody. We will be back uh, next Sunday night, and we will definitely talk a little bit about Iron Fist Season 2 and so much more. Until then, as the great Stan Lee would say, Excelsior! From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! Buzz you later! <laughs> 
views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.